Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eccle. This episode 79. I am your host, Carter E., joined as always by producer Jeff Mulvahill Jr. of InstaImage.com. Jeff, how are you now that uh, we're officially wrapped? I mean, I think we said this last week, but officially, officially wrapped on the uh, the high school sports season. Yeah, you f- when, if, when the season ends, you feel like you're supposed to be somewhere. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the calendar and you're looking there, and no, it's all, it's all done. Yeah. Now we're just... just a little pause. This weekend was a lot of waking up and being like, where am I supposed to be today? Oh, that's right. Nowhere. Yeah. I don't really supposed to need to be anywhere. Um, we are taping this uh, Memorial Day morning for everybody everybody who's catching this a little later. Um, lots of good stuff coming out on uh, the Nevada Peel and Record Courier websites coming through the next couple weeks. We got some some feature stores and whatnot uh, from stuff I've you know gotten emails about but haven't had the time to do with uh, high school sports. And stuff like that. So there'll be there'll be some good stuff there. Of course, uh, before we go any further, gotta thank today's title sponsor. That is Played Against Sports in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs. You can check them out today in that store or online at www.playedagainstsports.com. Jeff, I even got a suggestion as to what we should talk about on on the podcast today, and I'm a big fan because you know it always always helps to get some suggestions, especially right as things slow down. It really could not ask for a better a better segue here. I am told you've decided to change fandoms from LAFC to the Seattle Sounders. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> that that's what made me laugh when you suggest when you said who the suggestion was. So we have we have a good long standing. I can't even call it a rivalry because depending on what's going on, but we like to poke each other. Ian and uh, Pedro and I like to poke each other a lot. They're big Sounders fans, and I am not. <laughs> even if they were the only team on the West Coast, I still couldn't be because I used to be way before they were born a Portland Timbers fan. So okay, uh, I am okay. no longer a Timbers fan. I just that's been too far ago in life, and that was the NASL, not MLS. So <laughs> reincarnation. Sorry, no. Through what they got to be through a third of the season, MLS little, season little so more far. More than a third, yeah. Anything in particular that's kind of kind of stood out to you? I saw that the the Galaxy were pretty bad, um, but LAFC sitting sitting in third, obviously behind those Seattle Sounders. But this has been a strange season from the perspective of there's all other competitions going on. There's Open Cup going on. There's CCL going on, which is Concacaf Champions League. Uh, LAFC is in the final, so they've postponed MLS games, and that's been a little strange because they've not played for quite a while in preparation for the CCL final. So MLS is trying to go at it again. The Sounders won that last year um, and put a ton into it, and it kind of wrecked their. Well, it's thought that it kind of wrecked their season. Okay, uh, they did have a, some major injuries last year, which which did not help them. So, but that that change in the there's a lot you know a lot of competitions all going on. Uh, Monterey Bay got involved, so if anybody's familiar with that USL team, uh, same league that the Reno 1868 used to play in. So, um, it's good. Uh, I I gotta poke a little fun at Ian because the Sounders are in second, but they have played more games uh, than course, LAFC, and they are they're. Uh, LFC is still ahead of them, so uh, you know I got to take all the all the opportunities to poke at them that I can. But MLS is being very MLSy this 
this season there's lots of that team shouldn't beat that team but they did and you know we, you and I talked about the uh, the betting app and I'm like mm-hmm. Whoa, right now it'd be really rough in there because teams are just knocking teams off that you shouldn't win that game but you did uh-huh. so so you're telling me this it's this is the not to encourage gambling for any of our younger listeners, but this is the prime money-making opportunities. What you're saying is this is when the underdogs are coming in and, and knocking people off. This is when you uh, this is when you got to pounce if if you can, of course, predict what's what's coming in the future, which it, nobody can. It's been wild. I mean, San Jose beat LAFC at the Levi Stadium, which you know a big crowd from the Bay Area came out and supported, but. They they've had their number and which is odd, and then the Galaxy and LAFC they call it El Trafico, which I hate, but that's it's a it's a great rivalry and it doesn't matter, you know LA the Galaxy are in dead last yeah and LAFC is in first and it's still a game uh, so. just to just to clarify for our listeners this is the Western Conference correct MLS correct um, you know. Uh, also kind of fun to see for somebody who doesn't tune into the MLS a whole lot is the earthquakes are up there uh, as well. Yeah, they're doing well. New coach. Uh, interestingly, he just played his former team. Uh, he was with FC Dallas and they just played Dallas squeaked one out on him. So I had mixed feelings watching the game. Uh, <laughs> it looks like you're getting worse as the season goes on and that's frustrating because you should be getting better, but teams are figuring other teams out. So, you know, this is where the lower-ranked team, they figure out something and come in, they beat you, and then everyone's scratching their head going, well, what happened? Well, we didn't change, and they figured us out. So, because, I mean, and this this new uh, Apple deal, so all the games are on on Apple TV+, Plus. it's throwing me off because they're Saturday. And Saturday night, it's not... That's not reserved for sports. Sorry, it's just not. So having to change that, and I haven't been able to get down to any games to shoot this year either. So that's been frustrating because I got stuff going on from Saturday night. So and you know all the sports that we've had. So here's a question for you, and this is we're going to dive off into some specifics here. But Apple TV has started also doing MLB broadcasts, and that. they have put probabilities on the screen for MLB broadcasts, which. I will get into why there's an issue with that in a second, but do they do that for major leagues for MLS? No, I know soccer, baseball, very different, right? Because you can have you can bet on when a strikeout's coming, which is different than soccer, whereas like a goal may only happen. You may only be one goal in the whole game versus yeah. You know, the only there could be place I've seen strikeouts. that was with the World Cup uh, in the in the winter uh, when World Cup started during Thanksgiving week and. But I haven't seen it for MLS, so I don't. I know they don't discourage it, but the the company that runs it has gotten a lot of flack. And I guess if they're using it for betting odds, the flack would be it has to be internal because people would be making money off this. But the odds are changing in ways that you would not expect, such as like a one-one count and the hitter takes a strike and all of a sudden his chances of getting a hit have gone up and it doesn't make sense with the way anything you know about baseball, right? You go to a two strike count, you're less likely to get a hit more often than not than you are. That's the first thing that popped in my head when you started talking about that is 
How do you know that it's real time? Yeah, I mean, they're running, they've got, you know, giant computers on yeah. one end that you don't see that are calculating these formulas. Um, and they've actually had the, I guess, the CEO or whoever owns the company on podcasts to talk about it. And they didn't do a very good job of selling their product. I'll just say that. But I was curious if if that was something that MLS had had kind of experimented with on Apple TV. Because I, I know even, it's, an, it's yeah. an Apple TV thing. I first. haven't seen it even before the matches for any of the MLS games that I've watched. Um, but definitely it was a thing that, that was talked about during the World Cup. Yeah, because gambling odds are on everything now. And, you know, it's... I mean, it's Nevada, so I'm not going to sit here and be like, ah, but... It's a little annoying. It's a little like, okay, we get it. <laughs> Do I need to see this DraftKings commercial for the 756th time? Like, I, oh, that's to me. I would be apprehensive to to follow that too much because yeah. of what I've seen in you know I have I have LAFC in San Jose in my phone as teams that I follow, so I get updates, and I'll be watching it on the screen. My watch will tell me that it's now one to zero, and they haven't scored. Right. So, right. Like, it's not immediate after the ball goes in the goal yeah. that my watch tells me that it's one to zero. But I haven't seen the goal yet on the screen. So how do I, how would I know? It depends if you're on cable. It depends if you're streaming. It depends if you're how good your internet is. There's a lot of factors. If devices used in the household, like you could you could fall minutes behind and not yeah. even know. Right. And uh, that's honestly, I'm, I'm streaming most of the time through YouTube TV, which is, you know, basically cable, but still have need the internet. And, yep. um, I don't check my phone. Like I'll f- feel it buzz in my pocket and it, it'll be the ninth inning or whatever. And I won't look yeah. like, cause I'll probably, it'll either be a text from somebody who's about to spoil it. It'll be a notification from somebody who's about to spoil it. It's just like, you know what? They can wait. They can wait a couple minutes. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm not, I'm not a big in in the moment, like mid game gambler, unless, unless I'm just like the spidey senses are tingling, right? Like you're watching the warriors and they're down 20 and they hit a couple threes and you're like, well, this is exactly what they do. Like they come back from down 15 and they can do it in four minutes. Like, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I was curious to see if that was on, on any of the, the Apple TV broadcasts for, for soccer, but I guess the two sports are unique enough in their own ways that it's not, I can't think of a whole lot of feasible ways you could like bet on these minor instances of like here is there going to be a strikeout or like what's next a corner kick a goal kick a free kick or a throw in you know what I mean like it just well they have introduced a lot more stats that I don't recall uh, xg which is expected goals yeah and I, I don't know if it's MLS. Or it's just a bunch of hooey for soccer. But I, I'm looking at these numbers going, okay, the score is 2-1 to one at halftime. Their expected goals were 0.9 and 2. <laughs> yeah. Someone's wrong. Yeah. Well, I, I know you're putting it into some fancy computer and computing something somehow, and but... No, I, mean, I I will say I was up on the expected goals, but not from watching soccer. It's from playing FIFA, the video game, and yeah. they have expected goals in that, and that's a pretty good way to track it. Mostly just because games are quick, right? right. It's 
45 minutes, but the halves in video game are six minutes. It's long. So, like, it's it's pretty pretty bang-bang. And uh, you, I do like it to some extent, right? Like, say it's 0-0, zero, zero, but you've, you know, put four shots off the post, then, yeah, your expected goals are probably going to be higher than your opponent. Like, yeah. you know, you would have expected to score one of those or whatever. It is an interesting statistic. There's a lot of... A lot of that with baseball now, which I won't dive fully into. Honestly, it's probably in every sport now. It's just the yeah. way the way the sport calculates it. Well, and how they're tracking. I mean, everybody gives soccer players a hard time because they wear that sports bra looking thing. Well, it's holding the center right. between their shoulder blades. Right, and it's 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 a lot of. Um, I mean, it's a lot of players, coaches, and like development staff looking for confirmation of what they're doing is working. Because yeah. you know, you don't hit a home run every time. You're not going to score a goal every time. Uh, you can't hit a three pointer every time. But if you can find a way to look at these advanced, you know, expected goals or whatever, you can see. Okay, well, in seventy five percent of scenarios, that ball should be in the back of the net, right? And it didn't go in this time, but like to get to there or whatever, to have that shot. Like yeah. that was, that was what we were looking for. Um, so I guess it, it adds a little bit of a confirmation bias, but um, yeah, there, there's so many advanced numbers in every sport. I mean, you could walk. I, I know baseball a little bit better cause I've been paying attention to it for a while. And they were the first sport to really dive into the depths of advanced metrics. But like even basketball has got some of these numbers now that I, I don't, I don't understand. Baseball's got so many I don't understand, but like the base level ones are easy enough to yeah. to wrap your head around. Um, especially when everything's, you know, averaged out and a hundred is average and then you just kind of go up or down the scale based off that. Yeah. I'd be curious with the basketball stuff if you know the, obviously the team is looking at where the shot was taken from, who took the shot, do they make it yes or no? And if they're targeting those and then if other teams are actually watching film and counting, because obviously they're not going to have the same data that, you know, the Warriors you brought up, an, an opponent's not going to have their data to know where Steph Curry hits 99%. Or Well, if you watch enough film, you might. <laughs> it's a lot of, well, and there's guys that that's what they're paid to do is watch film. That and now you almost don't even necessarily need to have somebody watch film at the pro level. You can, I mean, yes, you do, but you can have a computer track right. where he's shooting from and some of the more base, basic stuff. If you're looking for, you know, tendencies and whatnot, it might be a little harder. But, yeah, how far away the shot was? Was it 24, 26 feet? Right. Yeah, a computer can do that all for you now. Yep, yep. One, and just to bring it kind of local kyle did right the, right did the trace program last year and uh it, it's an interesting technology it tracks there's a little thing that they it looks like those uh what's the apple thing i was gonna say it looks like a pack of dental floss yeah but, it just drops in their uh, sock the, and the airpods yeah Is that what you're no saying? the air tag okay the yeah, little yeah, round yeah. disc mm-hmm. it just slipped in their sock or wherever and uh Anytime they touch the ball, it's sending a. It, it takes a short clip of the video, even when they're not touching the ball. But yes, when they touch the ball, it, yeah. it cuts out the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we did do a story on that for anybody interested. I uh, 
email me because <laughs> finding that link off yeah, the top of my head is going to be it was from the from the fall of 23 um, for those of you interested but it was a fascinating bit of technology and i know they were not the only school to adopt it around here and there's youth league youth programs that are doing it now yeah and as we talked with douglas high pitching coach steve sullivan you see how much tr- pitch tracking and where where you grip the ball and I mean, now, good Lord, it's like seam-shifted wake and how a ball rises because of the spin and the way the seams break through the air, and it's just like, oh, okay. Um, but if you want to want to get some softball talk in here, the, I'm going to kind of dive off into specifics, but only because my head went there. But, yeah, when you have that backspin, right, that causes a, a fastball to maybe stay appear like it's rising. Well, look at softball when they spin the ball. That ball is granted they start low, but that ball is actually rising. Yeah, and one of the hardest pitches to hit because it's just not not a natural way for for a ball to go. Like you're, the gravity is supposed to most uh, supposed to have everything break down, and when stuff starts breaking up, it's yeah, it, in that short of a distance, mm-hmm. hitters think they're on it, and then they call it the impossible pitch because you just you think you're on it and you can't get it. You can't reach, you can't catch up to it. And it's, it's, it's kind of wild now that we've officially kind of diverted into all sorts of, uh, scenarios here. I apologize if you can hear me sniffling. The allergies have got me here in the last, last few minutes, but guess Jeff, I guess I'm curious here moving forward. Um, anything this summer you're, you're looking forward to, like I said, I know I've got some, some feature stories coming, uh, in the next couple of weeks, some good stuff to check out. I do think we will have, uh, guest here soon on the podcast. I don't want to say next week, but uh, soon we will have uh, have a little uh, have a guest who will give a little teaser for something going on this winter um, at, at Carson High. So that'll be good there. But Jeff, anything this summer you're you're looking forward to now that um, we're kind of out of the high school season and maybe even is you know kids off doing. Uh, sports in the summer, but yep. anything in particular the, you've got on the on your radar? tournament will be back here in Carson mm-hmm. again. The the I don't know what the technical the 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 preliminary rounds. There's uh, half here and half at Reno American, which is up above McQueen. So they're doing Carson Valley, Carson City, Ta- or South Tahoe. Uh, I would guess North Tahoe comes down here as well. So the the preliminary rounds will be here in the end of June, um, which it's been except for the COVID years that they didn't have the tournament. It's been in Carson city f- f- since 2009 that I've been covering it. So that will be uh, good to see the lights on. It'll be out of governors and there'll be games going. And so that's always fun to go watch the local kids play. And then the championship rounds move to Washoe in July. So that's kind of takes up I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to cover uh, the, the tournaments because it's a little more difficult with having the first round split, but that's coming up. Um, and then I believe all the sports teams are practicing all summer long. Um, I've seen open gym for volleyball. I know the football. I just talked about Shard the other day for out here at Carson's and, uh, I know soccer is going all summer. So mm-hmm. both boys and girls, more time on the field, getting better, getting the players, getting better and better, and better. Yeah. You know, I was, <laughs> I've actually had some thoughts this this week about whether to do a column of like the the predictions I think could happen this fall because or this this next coming year because like there's some fun ones right like does Douglas softball break the all time uh, winning streak record right they're like 14 wins away but 
they're not just going to jump back in the league play, right? They're going to go do their out-of-state tournaments and whatever. So I don't know how feasible that necessarily is. Uh, well, and just and given who they're the last year, they they lost. They went to a tournament in Arizona. And, yeah, yeah, and, and you're playing. You know, Arizona teams play year round. Yeah, that and they were coming off not having you know being able to play because of weather. But then yeah. there's other ones like you know, do you see a do you see a Carson or Douglas team making a deep playoff run in football this year because of the changes for the the football slate? Uh, Basketball is not on a foray here. Does there is there a realistic shot that? You know, Douglas, Douglas boys hoops. Not to not to knock on Carson, but they may not be quite there yet. But it's a realistic shot that Douglas boys hoops maybe maybe makes a run at a at a state title this year. I mean, there's there's some wild potential differences for next next yeah. year, fall, winter, spring. Doesn't I mean, matter. I think With, the anticipation of it's changed, and we need to we need to get in gear. You you see it at Carson. Uh, you know, just going out. They're putting in a lot of time on the field. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I know from talking to football coaches, it's a lot of like, we don't want to waste this opportunity. Um, but that's the thing. There's nine teams in 5A Division Three. If they all have that mindset, somebody's gotta lose, right? Yep. Like that's 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 how this works. That's well, how sports work. Should should everybody should be improved because mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. The games games will be more interesting, that's for sure. And then I mean, you could still see some Still see some three A matchups where like you know Lowry Fernley whatever come over and win a game or two and you can go oh well <laughs> maybe that tells you all you need to know so uh, I'm I'm really curious and I, I know I'm skipping ahead to the end but those teams that win the the division and move up and the teams that move down and how that and I know we're we're a yeah. long ways yeah. from that ap- happening but I'm curious how that's going to be handled with. Well, to tie it to soccer, given some of the recent news out of out of England, you see with uh, um, is it Leicester City? Leicester City, Leicester yeah. City winning a title at six seven years ago, and yep. then getting dropped They're this getting year. Game this year, um, everybody's talking about the team that Ryan Reynolds owns, but who cares about that team when you've got Luton FC, uh, who's maybe got a, a soccer stadium the size of Carson Heights football field. That just got promoted to the Premier League as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Big so, money. So if you want to see, I mean, I, I don't necessarily think we're going to see that kind of underdog story, right? I don't know if we're going to see a, a Sierra Lutheran make the jump to to five A Division Two or whatever. But <laughs> gotta get some more kids. Um, yeah, but it is it is fascinating to see. You know, you have a tough year for. I don't know. I'm not singling anybody out here, but you Reno has a tough year. Damani has a tough year. Um, p- take your pick. Right, has a tough year, gets dropped. I don't know. Hug comes out and goes eight and one, and they jump up, and yep. it's just like all of a sudden you're looking at some some very weird mixes of football leagues that nobody's used to around here. Yeah, but otherwise, I think that's going to do it for episode seventy nine. Uh, thanks as always to my producer Jeff Mulvihill. Thank you to Played Against Sports for being a sponsor of today's episode. You can find them in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center or online at PlayedAgainstSports.com. Your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs. Otherwise, check out all of the coverage online at NevadaPL.com backslash news backslash sports. And that's going to do it for this episode of Behind the Bench. Uh, We'll catch you guys next week. Take it easy.